0: It was happy hour for the Miami Hurricanes in the transfer portal. Two for one on a pair of Louisiana natives. From the bayou to the beach, cornerback Jadais Richard, running back A.J. Allen. Welcome to the U. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today to the everydayers. Thank you so much. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So the Hurricanes, they kept me busy last night, that's for sure. Only about, 10 minutes apart the two announcements couple of transfer portal incomings let's start with running back aj allen who was the first to announce last night former nebraska corn husker out of monroe louisiana is now a cane and aj allen he's got four years of eligibility left because the true freshman season for him last year in nebraska was a redshirt year. He averaged 5.8 yards per carry in the four games that he appeared in, and him being redshirted, that was not part of the plan. Seemed like Nebraska would have kept using him throughout the year, and then he would have uh, not used the redshirt, but he broke his collarbone against Oklahoma. He was playing well in that game before suffering the injury. So since he only appeared in four games last year, he was able to use his redshirt, and just for those wondering, uh, that collarbone that cost him the rest of his season, he's fully recovered from that. And A.J. Allen is ready to rock and roll. As soon as he gets to Miami, he's going to start participating in the offseason program. He's going to enroll in classes for summer one, and he's going to be a full go for fall camp. I've been watching a lot of A.J. Allen over the past few days since you know he's been heavily on Miami's radar. I really like the way he runs. He's got excellent patience and vision. To let the blocks develop, he runs better than I expected between the tackles. That was something I wasn't so sure about before I, I put on his footage. Uh, he keeps his legs churning through contact. He can pick up some tough extra yards, keep those legs moving for first downs. Uh, you know, he's not a big bruiser. You know, Miami's going to get that great size once Mark Fletcher, true freshman, is really ready and he could be ready at the start of the year. Fletcher's a stud. Uh, so he doesn't have Mark Fletcher like size, I think, body type wise. A.J. Allen is more comparable to Henry Parrish, but he's a very well-rounded back like Parrish is. A.J. Allen, eleven, about 190 pounds. So, you know, sometimes when you're talking about bringing in transfer portal players, there's two different approaches to that with certain guys – You know, you add a veteran with a year left of eligibility to, you know, add some experience and become a stopgap. I think that's going to be the case with somebody like Javion Cohen and probably Matt Lee as well. But especially Cohen, you know, he's got multiple years of eligibility left, but he's probably going to be a guy who enters the 2024 NFL draft next year. So a player like that you're getting for one year. You know, Terry Roberts, a cornerback, he's a graduate transfer, you're getting him for one year. So sometimes the transfer portal guys are short term stop gaps or players to add experience. In this case, you're basically bringing in a new recruit who's going to be here for the next three to four years in the case of AJ Allen. So for Miami to make a long term commitment to this player, that should tell you that they really, really like him. He was a three star running back in the class of 2022 out of Louisiana. He was the 24th ranked uh, out of that state. So, you know, another thing people will ask in the case of A.J. Allen, so, you know, if this guy's so good, why did he leave Nebraska then? Um, so remember, he committed to a different head coach in Scott Frost, different offensive system when he chose the Huskers out of high school. So it seemed like his mind was changed on his situation after all of those coaching changes happened for them last year Uh, this doesn't seem to be a player who left his current program because he wasn't going to play there or fell down the depth chart or anything like that and you know now uh, as a result of adding AJ Allen Miami is going to have six scholarship running backs that's a lot but I will remind you Last year, they had five scholarship running backs. They quickly went down to three with the preseason injury of Trevante Citizen and with the preseason injury of Don Chaney. And then, you know, Thad Franklin was in the doghouse last year and Miami needed to go out and grab Lucia Stanley uh, as an emergency during the season. So five scholarship running backs wasn't enough last year. I think Mario Cristobal wants to make sure you've got six this year. So you've got Henry Parrish, who's the likely starter heading into the season. He's a fourth-year junior. You've got Don Chaney, who had the injury issues the last two years. Boy, I like what I saw from Chaney uh, during spring football. So I hope he can stay healthy because Chaney is an excellent back. Uh, He's a third-year redshirt freshman. I know it's confusing. The whole COVID year made everything confusing. Uh, Now you've got a a redshirt freshman in A.J. Allen. You've got a redshirt freshman in Trevante Citizen who's recovering from a serious knee injury, and there's a lot of talk about him having suffered a setback, so I don't know at what point he's going to be ready to go. Hopefully he's ready to go sooner rather than later. Uh, And then you've got a couple of true freshmen coming in who don't have uh, any experience at the college level, of course, and they weren't here for spring football. I really like them both, but – I don't think Mario Cristobal wants to have to count on true freshmen to carry a heavy load if they don't have to. So Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson, this takes a little bit of pressure away from them, adding a guy like A.J. Allen. Now, Allen was not the only addition last night. He wasn't even the only addition from the state of Louisiana. Miami's doing a great job on the Bayou. It helps when you've got an offensive coordinator in Shannon Dawson from Louisiana. You've got a defensive coordinator in Lance Guidry, who's from Louisiana as well. So Miami also adds Vanderbilt cornerback, Jadais Richard. By the end of his true freshman season last year, he was a starter on the boundary at Vanderbilt. Uh, That's a guy who quickly grew into his role with the Commodores and, you know, became one of their better players by the end of the season. He played in 11 games last year. So He has three years of eligibility left, not four like Allen. So his redshirt season did not go down as a redshirt. But much like A.J. Allen, uh, in the case of Judeus Richard, he didn't leave his previous school for playing time reasons. He had become a starter there by the end of the year. And I think had Richard stayed at Vanderbilt, he likely would have been a starter there next season as well. I love his size at cornerback. Six foot two hundred ninety seven pounds. I love big corners who can run. He's a strong tackler, really strong tackler. Um, I I will admit I had a hard time watching a lot of his college film. Um, you know, I had to go and watch like some highlight package for entire games that Vanderbilt played and kind of cherry pick a few Judeus Richard highlights. But coming out of high school, there was a lot more footage on him And his tackling and his physicality is something that really stands out from his high school days. And he can play that press man coverage that Miami fans love. When this guy hits you, you remember it. Jadaeus Richard was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, class of 2022. Um, I think Hurricanes fans will love this. Just going by the pro football focus grades from his true freshman season at Vanderbilt, the best game that he had statistically was against the Florida Gators. So you like that. Uh, And, you know, based on the momentum that he built at Vanderbilt last year and his characteristics, I can definitely see him. I don't guarantee starting jobs to anybody, nor does Mario Cristobal. You've got to earn it. But I can definitely see him competing to potentially try and move past Daryl Porter on the depth chart and possibly start opposite Devontae Brown at boundary corner. Um, Now, here is something, though, that Miami's coaches surely love about Richard, and that's his versatility. He played safety in high school a lot. When he first got to Vanderbilt, he was used a lot as a nickel before moving to the boundary. So this guy can basically play anywhere in the defensive secondary. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the players in Miami's cornerback room and all the guys on the depth chart at defensive back, they welcome this guy with open arms, but they compete with him tooth and nail. Because I, I talked to, and I, I, I love this dude. He's a show favorite, Terry Roberts Senior, who's the father of Terry Roberts Junior. Obviously, Terry Roberts Senior is Terry Roberts' his father. You know, Terry Roberts transferred in from Iowa. He's a cornerback on Miami's roster. And I was talking with Terry Senior last night, and he told me my son loves competition. So. Iron sharpens iron. You've added another really good player into that mix in Jadaeus Richard and Miami's defensive secondary. Remember, you've also added uh, Jaden Davis from Oklahoma in this transfer portal cycle. Miami's defensive backroom is really becoming a strength here, and you love to see it. Man, we've got so much more to talk about on this episode of Locked on Canes, because now that Miami has landed two transfer portal players this week, we got to talk about who's next. You're going to want to keep it locked in. We're only getting started here on locked on Canes. My Miami heat win again, my friends, you can make a fast break to fan duel during these NBA playoffs, because right now, New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You got nothing to lose. You know, If you've been betting on the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers throughout these playoffs, you're doing pretty well. Uh, what I love about FanDuel, guys, they have great promotions right there on the app and on the website every day. The app is safe and secure, and you can get paid instantly. There's really no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, anywhere you can imagine. And we are available free on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Make sure to subscribe on the audio channels as well. And for the everydayers, working on tracking down a couple of recruits and a couple of former players this week to talk Canes football. So you're not going to want to miss a single episode this week. And we're here with you six, if not seven days a week here on Locked on Canes. So now that the Hurricanes have added two of the guys who visited this past weekend, cornerback judeus Richard from Vanderbilt, Running back A.J. Allen from Nebraska are Miami Hurricanes. This is uh, shocking. I just, I just came across this a few seconds ago. I went to bed last night feeling really good about Miami's chances with Ole Miss defensive tackle Tywon Malone. I woke up this morning feeling good about Miami's chances to land defensive tackle Tywon Malone, but something – apparently is going on behind the scenes that is pulling him back towards Ohio state. That's being reported by my dude, Gabby Arudia from InsideTheU.com. He's of the understanding that Tywon Malone now coming off. What was a really good visit to Miami, which came a week after a good visit to Ohio state, but a good visit in which didn't result in an Ohio state commitment two weekends ago. And then midweek last week, Malone was really trending towards Miami, even before setting foot on campus. Uh, and then the feeling was he may even be a, a silent commitment, some guy who's going to announce Miami this week. But according to Gabby, Taiwan Malone is trending again towards Ohio State. Uh, that that's not something I planned to say when I woke up this morning, and I was starting to plan my episode. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this is a battle that's going to continue to go on behind the scenes through the week. And if, you know, Miami can get him back on board, because I, you know, before, before I had any idea that Ohio state was back in the picture for him, I was having a conversation uh, earlier this morning with a, a recruiting analyst who I really trust from an evaluation standpoint, someone who, Studies players. He watched Malone in high school in New Jersey and you know watched him playing at Ole Miss. And I I was told that if you can get this guy on your team, he is a quote unquote program changer. You know, a guy who to this point, um, you know, a redshirt freshman season and a true freshman season at Ole Miss probably hasn't really reached his full potential. Uh, But at six foot four, 315 pounds, and just with the burst and the acceleration he has, the ability to get into the opposing backfield and wreak havoc, uh, that this is the type of guy who could really set Miami's defensive tackle rotation into great, great shape. And I had imagined... uh, You know, that if Tywon Malone was a Miami Hurricane, obviously he would have to compete for a starting job. But that he could end up starting next to Leonard Taylor and that the two of them could become the most dynamic defensive tackle tandem in the ACC and one of the more dynamic in the country. In fact, I think the opportunity that he would have had here was one of the reasons why he came out of his Ohio State visit without committing there and really wanting to see Miami because Ohio state on paper has a deeper defensive tackle rotation than Miami does. Uh, so just the path to playing time and the path to potentially being a starter, I think was a little bit more clear here in Miami. Uh, and obviously the extra bonus you could get with a guy like Tyrone Malone is he can help your baseball team as well. Cause he's a dual sport athlete played first base on the national championship baseball team last year at Ole Miss uh so he could add that element as well so wow this is not somewhere that i expected to go on this episode today but this this just this just came across my desk as I, if i want to sound like an old fashioned news guy and so okay if if malone is shifting towards the ohio state buckeyes um now i really 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 put Kiwi rose under the microscope defensive tackle from louisiana tech It's been super productive with the Bulldogs the last couple of years. First team, all-conference USA. Um, Now, here's what worries me about Rose. Now, maybe if Malone is shifting out of the picture, Miami puts more of a blitz on Rose before he makes his decision because I I think it might be fair to refer to Kiwi Rose as a Miami lean coming off a really good visit to South Florida. The thing that concerns me a little bit with Kiwi Rose's process is – he is planning on visiting Arkansas this week. So despite the fact that he had a really good visit with Miami, didn't shut down his recruitment, he's planning on seeing what the Razorbacks campus looks like and what they have to offer. So now you have to wonder if Miami really, really, really puts a full court press on Kiwi Rose uh, because I'll be honest with you. If if you miss out on Tywon Malone and if you miss out on Kiwi Rose – I don't know what else is out there at defensive tackle. You've just really, really, really got to bank on what you already have in your room and the development of the guys who haven't really hit their stride yet. Because Ahmad Moten, I think, is on the cusp of becoming a really, really good player. But he's got to reach that potential. You brought in Branson Dean from Purdue. Uh, Thomas Gore from Georgia State you know both were very productive at their previous schools but just a, a little bit undersized so you know you're you're hoping Miami can be effective in plugging those running lanes because those guys are more pass rushing threats coming from the interior but they're a little bit undersized uh, Jared Harrison Hunt has to have a, a really special year this year Jake Lichtenstein is a rotational guy. Has to be really special this year. You know, you may have to use Ruben Bain inside more than you were planning to. Just get him on the field. He's one of the more talented players on this team. So, wow, uh, that is really really interesting. So I'm I'm again I'm uh, I know we just had the love fest for uh, for the new players who are coming in, and I, I feel very very strongly about AJ Allen. Love him in that running back room, and I love Jadaeus Richard in that cornerback room. But I'm worried about defensive tackle again, and Cause that's a huge area of need. Now, another huge area of need uh, is wide receiver. And I still, despite all this other stuff going on, I still feel very good about Shamar Kirk, the Juco receiver out of Reedley college in California. Um, this guy put up huge numbers at the Juco level and he looks the part. I, I watched his Juco footage. You know, I've, I've learned as much as I possibly can about this player um he played in 8 games last season. He averaged 17.4 yards per catch, scored 8 touchdowns, caught 15 touchdowns in the past 2 years and his career yards per catch average at Reedley was 19.0. This guy's a big play threat in the open field. He's got moves on top of moves. He can also catch deep balls. You know, he's not he's not gigantic. He's 6 foot 1, 190, but he's an outside guy, very quick and shifty. Um you know, he again, I'll say this what I say about everybody like you know you wouldn't guarantee him a starting job he could definitely compete to try and start but I think at the very least Shamar Kirk if he comes to Miami would be a heavy part of the wide receiver rotation and he knows that like he knows that Shannon Dawson because he was saying this around the time he visited Miami he knows Dawson plans to rotate receivers use them heavily in the air raid passing scheme and there are plenty of snaps to be had at Miami um So uh, and and so as far as the time, we do know the timeline for Shamar Kirk to announce and hopefully he announces Miami, but he's going to be making his announcement on May 13th. That's this Saturday. And he is going to make that announcement at his commencement ceremony at Reedley College. He's getting his uh, associate's degree at a ceremony that day, and then he's going to announce his transfer portal commitment um, at that ceremony or right at the end of that ceremony. And actually Reedley college confirmed that to me on Twitter, that that's when he plans to announce is at the commencement ceremony. So, um, you know, he's going to have, uh, the next, what are we at the next four days? I got, I I had to count on my fingers in the next four days for him to think about it. I think Miami's in a very good uh, position for Shamar Kirk, but we will see how that one plays out. Here's something that makes me feel very good. We're going to talk about this when we come back. The Miami Hurricanes are getting an unofficial visit from one of their top class of 2024 targets who is going to be coming back in a month and a half for an official visit. The Hurricanes are trending strongly for this tight end in the class of 2024. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And thank you to the everydayers. Let us know in the comments if you're an everydayer. And I know some of you, like, you kind of stumble around drunk and you find this show once every couple months. But if you're an everydayer, let us know in the comments below and let us know on Twitter at Locked on Canes. So uh, this weekend, you know, it's funny because someone was just asking me yesterday in our Q and a session, if there are any important unofficial visits happening this weekend. And I didn't have an answer to that question yesterday morning, but as of last night, we have an answer 4 star tight end. Caleb Odom is going to be back on campus this weekend. Odom. Uh, I think Miami is, and he even says it Miami's in really good shape with him. Uh, he was here in April during spring football. I actually got a chance to meet him when he was here. Uh, Cause Thankfully, uh, this makes it a lot easier for me. You know, the recruits who visit, they they wear name tags, like they wear a lanyard with their, their name on there. And obviously, I'd heard the name Caleb Odom, and I'd watched some of his high school film. And then I see this gigantic, towering individual. And then I look at the name tag, Caleb freaking Odom. So I go up to him. Oh, super, super nice guy. Struck up a conversation with him. Uh, I, I think at that point, that was the first time he had ever come down to Miami and he was loving it. He was loving the campus, he was loving the coaches. I tried not to pressure him too much. I try to stay classy with players and not like, oh, you need to come here. Forget about everybody else. You got to, Miami's the only option for you. I don't do anything like that. But, you know, uh, it was really nice meeting this guy. Um, he is the fifth rated tight end in the entire country per 24 7 sports, he's a four star recruit. You know, I mentioned he's a towering individual. He's listed six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds. Um, he's every bit of that six foot five if not bordering six foot six. And you know, two fifteen, obviously, that's not a whole lot of girth. Uh, he He's built more right now like a wide receiver, so I think he can add some more size to that frame. Uh, and yeah, he has openly admitted in interviews that Miami is the favorite in his recruitment right now. Uh, other schools that are in the mix, Colorado. Alabama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, among others, I'm sure. He's out of Carrollton, Georgia. They use him primarily as a jumbo receiver, but he is being recruited as a tight end in college, averaging over 80 receiving yards per game last season. He also plays basketball in high school, so that I'm sure helps with his athleticism as well. So he's going to be on campus this weekend, Caleb Odom, and then he's going to return late June for an official visit on the week of June 23rd. Uh, so, Ooh, something else I got to get to. Oh man. A lot of people were tweeting me about this. I wasn't up late enough to see this live. I woke up to this, this morning. My goodness. Congratulations to former Canes hoop star, Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker saved the Lakers last night. He got them to a three, one series lead against golden state. When Steph Curry, his triple double wasn't enough. Thanks to Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker scored 15 fourth quarter points in game four. Uh, He said after the game, Walker, this is something I've been dreaming of doing. He said, not just being part of the playoffs, but impacting it. And LeBron James had to admit he saved their butts. He said, game ball definitely goes to him. We don't win without him. So congratulations to Lonnie Walker. And honestly, while I'm throwing out congratulations, I just want to let you guys know, uh, because when, when, Peers of ours and and people who, you know, because I, I consider I don't consider anyone in the Canes media to be like competition. I don't look at it that way. I think I think we're all friends and we're all like, you know, partners in content creation and in and in reporting. And I got to throw a shout out to Gabby Yerudia from 24-7, because that dude, when it came to A.J. Allen and Judeus Richard, who both committed in the transfer portal last night, he was All over both of them. He knew it from the time he woke up uh, yesterday morning to the time they announced last night. Uh, He seemed to have that. And forgive me if there are any other reporters. And I I think there may be some who, who knew that that was going on. But I definitely saw it from Gabby, who is an awesome guy and he works very hard, that he was all over it yesterday, that A.J. Allen and Judeus Richard were going to be Miami Hurricanes. So congrats to Gabby for all your hard work and for keeping Hurricanes fans, including me, informed on everything that's going on. So guys, uh, if you want to keep informed with Locked On Canes and you want to be a show VIP, you've got to join our exclusive subtext SMS community. You guys can get text messages right to your phone directly from me. I send five to ten, closer to ten messages to the entire group per day on recruiting scoops, notes, show previews. I tell you guys what we're going to be talking about before you actually see it on these shows and one-on-ones. You guys can text me through subtext anytime. It's a great way to stay informed and locked in with the show. So if you want to subscribe to our exclusive subtext community, I'm including a link in the show description below. Uh, And then you're just a couple clicks away. Now it's completely free for the first 14 days. So if you want to do a 14-day trial, you got nothing to lose. And then if you want to opt in at the end of that, it's $4.99 per month. We give you plenty of extra value on there. So subtext community, I'm including a link in the show description below. And we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.